the views and opinions on this show do not necessarily reflect the views of ESPN Tucson 1490 and 104.9 FM or the Arizona Lotus Corporation. Got car trouble? Now's the time to talk with Jerry on the Simmons Car Care Shop Talk Show. Call in now at 719-1490. Well, if you're one of the millions who own one of them gas-drinking, piston clanking, air-polluting, smoke-belching, four-wheeled buggies from Detroit City, then pay attention. I'm about to sing your song, son. Arizona and everybody out there in cyberspace. Welcome back to the Jerry Simmons Car Care Talk Show. I'm Jim Mooney. I'm your host this morning. With me this morning is my riding shotgun with me is Michael Cleveland. We're here on our Super Safe Saturday on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPNTucson.com, out there on Spotify as well. And you know, Michael, before I forget, I need to probably do our sponsors. Yep, we got to pay the bills. We got to pay say. the bills. In, in, this, in, the, in our industry, it's, they got to pay the bills. They got to pay, pay the, the bills. bills. Let's pay the bills. We got to pay the bills. So, this uh, portion of the show is brought to you by, and actually the last portion too, was brought to you by uh, Spectrum Minor Road Collision. Spectrum Minor Road Collision, uh, Javier up there on, um, on Ina Road. I wish I wrote down his address. I have it here someplace. <laughs> I'll come back to that one. <laughs> Automotive specialist up on Ida. Uh, Mr. Test First Dose guest, Brian Fuller. Brian's phone number, uh, 520-572-1734. And his cell phone number is 520-237-3852. Um, up there, he's right there at uh, 3611 West Ina Road, Suite 101, right there at Ina and Meredith. Go in there, see those guys, really good bunch of guys. They uh, they know how to get the job done. And they will, Brian will tell you, test first, don't guess, and he will tell you that, yes, you are driving a computer. Um, Parker Automotive, 5101 East Speedway, 520-323-1966. Nineteen sixty. That's a good year. Just like the nineteen fifty six. Nineteen sixty six. Yeah, sixty six. You know, a little over fifty. Fifty was that fifty two years ago? Fifty three years ago? Wow, a long that, time ago. Now you're dating uh, us. Long Stop time that. Ago. <laughs> Those guys do uh, uh, do all kinds of work. Uh, they sell tires as well as um, do front end alignments. A super great shop um, over there on the east part of town. Basically, that's uh, Craycroft and uh, Speedway out there. Used to be out there. Used to be a radio shop, I think, in that area. Um, Lens Auto Brokerage. Brian over there at uh, Lens Auto Brokerage. 2101 North Stone Road, 520-628-7500. And Desert West RV. Um, uh, 
lensautobrokerage.com. lensautobrokerage.com. Go over there and see Brian. Maybe you can hook yourself up with a, a new-to-you vehicle. A new-to-you vehicle that uh, replaced that old one. Merle's Automotive, merlesauto.com. Uh, ten stores are in around the Tucson area. Up in uh, up, uh, they got stores in Safford, stores in Marinci. I don't know if anybody knows where Marinci's at, but it's way out on the east side of the state. It's about 185 miles from Tucson. Uh, it's um, out where the mine is at, where the copper mine is at uh, Freeport McMoran. Used to be Phelps Dodge. Um, their machine shops open on Saturday. Go over there and see the guys at Merle's. The main warehouse is right down the street from my office on uh, Dodge and Ajo. The uh, Spectrum, I'll go back to Spectrum because I, I forgot Spectrum, and I apologize. 4225 West Steinberg. Go see Javier over there. If you, get, if you decide that you're going to be at the U of A and you're going to have, and you want to, and you want to have a fender bender just to see what one's like because you haven't had one before and you're not sure what it's, the total experience is like when you get done with that, go see Javier over there at Spectrum Minor Road Collision. Now, by the way, if your headlights are are foggy, the guy over oh, Javier, he's got a, a really really uh, neat uh, procedure to clean your headlights, the yellowing off your headlights. He gets them clean, and they're I mean I've seen it done. It's really amazing he turns those old yellow headlights into bright shiny ones at a fraction of the cost for a new one i'm gonna i'm gonna schedule an appointment i need some restoration on my headlights so do you yeah I, well I, you know if you live in this state it, only, it doesn't take very long very long correct yeah to to get them going so and of course the the uh, patriarch of our of our show jerry simmons simmons uh automotive over there on uh aho and country club yeah simmons driveline shop as well go see wade over there Guys are really sharp guys. I've known him for a long time. Known Jerry for a long, long time. Really good store. Those guys are on top of it. Got really good reputation about getting things done and been doing it forever and ever. And, you know, when we talk about shops, you know, doing a, doing work, um, longevity does lend itself to the ability to fix a car correctly. Um, as well as the training that they go through in the software. Oh my gosh, the software that these guys buy, it's unbelievable. I was looking at some the other day for an Allison transmission. The software alone is $4,000 just to diagnose the transmissions. $4,000. By the way, that's not a one-time purchase. That's an annual purchase because we've realized in in the world today that subscription-based programs are the way to make money so you get to have you get to subscribe to all these software. So these guys, when they're talking about you know working on multiple types of vehicles, they invest a lot of money just to stay current with uh, the new vehicles that come to play. And as and as new cars come out with every conceivable new feature that exists, I mean, think about a car twenty years ago. Did it have passive radar on the front, side view cameras, you know, backup cameras? You know, about it, it had anti-lock brakes. The airbags were pretty much just, uh, you know, a new thing. We had once the airbags were kind of a, and it was just a driver's side airbag. You know, not even a passenger side airbag. Now we have curtain bags and seat bags and knee bags and and uh, as well as steering wheel bags and bags that you know the timing on this stuff is is incredible. So those guys have to be able to read, diagnose. And try and um, and figure out how to make all that work on top of making you know that pesky 
number one engine cylinder misfire, the one that we always see. <laughs> the P301. The P301. <laughs> we see that and we're like, oh, it's a coil. Cylinder misfire. Cylinder misfire. <laughs> and you're thinking, oh, I can fix that, you know. I can fix that. Well, you know, just because you change, and then you realize you got to take the intake manifold off, change the number one coil, and the spark plugs. Oh, and you break the spark plug off, getting it out, or you can't get the coil off because it's glued onto the spark plug. So you finally get all that down, and whoa, lo and behold, what do you have? A cylinder misfire on the number one. <laughs> so you get all done with it, and you're thinking, wow, there was how much was the the coil? Hundred bucks. You know how much uh, was, per 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 coil, coil. per coil hundred dollars per coil and how and how much was the spark plug twelve yeah. uh, twenty if it's an iridium you know something that I don't know who came up with but apparently iridium is the best you know um, can't just have platinum got to have iridium spark plugs so or an iridium spark plug and then you know and oh wait you you tried to take it off and you couldn't get it off because you couldn't see it and and what'd you do you break the connector going to it so now it won't even stay on the coil. <laughs> <laughs> Geez, and how do I know this, guys? Because I've done it. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that was a really smart move. So sometimes it is better to hire out because it just yeah. just stay, out of, stay in your wheelhouse. So I've got a cool story. Tell me your cool is, story. Is it okay? Absolutely. I mean, I've been talking so, for an so, hour. So it's, it's awesome. I'm, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks again for having me here with you. So I, I did take on the task. And of, thank you for being here. Oh, quit it. I'm <laughs> blushing. I'm blushing on the radio. i got a face for radio. That's what they continue to tell me. So uh, the, uh, the I did do the quill. I got the code, right? I went and got one of those little scanners. The scanner tells me a cylinder misfire. I was experiencing some uh, sputtering on acceleration. And so I took – what I did is I is, – is where, where do all the uh, amateur uh, uh, wrench turners go? Where, where did I go, Jim? AutoZone. Not to AutoZone. I went to YouTube. Oh, YouTube. I'm sorry. You went to YouTube. I went to YouTube. To, to watch a guy <laughs> who has who put out a video who – what is he? He's a guy on the on the on the TV. Did did in the background? Did you see an ASC certification in his background? Did he tell you how many years experience he'd worked on cars? Had he tell you he's ever done this before? No, he's just a guy who got a YouTube video. Okay, uh, let, me, let me tell and you. And by the story. way, there's like eight thousand of them. So who's right? Yeah. But but I but I do have a resource in the folks over at Frontier. I had ASC certified mechanics over there with years of experience. So so Jim, you actually told me what to do. So so just so you know. Uh, this show is great because a lot of times there are a lot of things that we can do as an amateur wrench turner that a lot of folks won't take on. So I did do that. I did. And let me tell you about that experience. So I, I got out one Sunday after church, and I got all the parts I got with you, and you told me how to get the parts and ordered them and got them to the shops. So I went to the shop and opened the hood, you know, and I got my nitro, you know, my little black gloves on, and I start tooling in there, right? So I start taking off all these parts, right? And it says, you know, step by step. And you're right. You take off the manifold. You you get to you see the guts of the engine. Right, right. So I did do it. And um, stick the stick the rug, the paper towels, there, and paper the rugs towels and everything. And, paper towels in the in the, in oh the intake gosh. manifold. And so I start taking the parts off the manifold, off air filter, all that stuff. And I, so at this point, I've got a Lego land. I got Legos everywhere, right? <laughs> and uh, went in there, took you know, followed the instructions, took off uh, the, the parts that it required me to take off and interchange out, and I did it. Right, and and I got to tell you, one of the reasons why I think I was able to do that is because I I do get up on Saturday mornings and listen to the show, and you and Jerry usually will talk about or, or, or Spectrum or any of the other business that you work. There are some things that we can do, okay? That's that, true. That, that the amateur guy who is just willing to take off. I'm a NASCAR guy, right? I watch these guys every weekend driving circles, and then the guy gets it, you know, and they talk about tuning up and all that. I I, I can't tell you how they get to where but they, they are. They only turn left, I, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I, I I always get excited because. Some of these things that were the the average person who they don't think they can do, you know, 
they, they should take they should at least try right because we, we grew up that way my you know i i remember uh learning how to change a tire right some of the basic things and, and i'm going somewhere with this i, I i'm not just rambling uh, that's I'm, okay i'm i'm but, just but, i'm but, writing here right, okay so uh so we talk about these these little things that we can do you always talk about super safe saturday use your jacks put the stand up make sure you have your protective eyewear you have this put the, your the, goggles the, on put your goggles on because, safety jacks because anything safety can happen okay so the amateur guy is sitting here talking to an ASE certified mechanic who has done this for over 30 years, who understands the technology and how everything has changed. Other than just the obvious, what should we not be doing when we crawl under that hood? And what should we not listen to the DIY guy on the YouTube tell us? What are some of those projects that, you know, I was always told don't mess with brakes. Brakes are a very important part of the vehicle. Well, so, you know, so, you know that's, a, that's a really interesting question. So what, what not to do? Um, you know, ever there are people that have there are do-it-yourselfers that have impeccable skill sets. You know, do can rebuild motors, tear the car apart, can reprogram stuff if they if they spend the time can do pretty much everything. And then there's the guys that that aren't familiar with anything and are trying to uh, do something. Um, reaching into the under the hood, you know, it's I will tell you this. If you get under the hood and you don't know what you're doing, it ha- brings a whole new appreciation for the guy that does know what he's recipe doing. Recipe for disaster, yeah, right? The recipe, yeah, because all of a sudden you think that you're going to do something, and because you don't know, you break something because you didn't know because nobody told you. And the, and and the best video doesn't describe that one little bolt that's on the back, <laughs> <laughs> and you're sitting there pulling and you break something. Well. That's a really good, a really good teaching lesson for you to go. Oh, I either a I know how to do that the next time, but how what's how many times you're going to do this in your life, right? Because right. you're you're a layman. It's not like you're going to do this 17 times a day. Or or b I should have taken it someplace. Right. So you should do what you can do at, to the level that you think you can do. Okay. If changing your oil is is what you're good for, checking your oil is which is where you're at. Great, check your oil. If if you if if you're not comfortable with that. Get, take it to somebody who can do it. You know, stick stick with your strong points. If automotive work is not your strong forte, you know, do the obvious things. Be aware. You know, look at your look at you know, make sure. I mean, anybody driving a car has some responsibilities, right? So that means you know, if your lights don't work, well, don't drive it at night. Get it someplace where you can get the car fixed. Hold on a second. Say that one more time. For, for, if the for lights a... don't work, don't be driving it at night at all. Don't be driving it. I tell you, the one that drives me nuts is most of the vehicles today will turn the lights on for you, but it never fails, especially in Tucson. Cars driving down the street, no headlights. Well, and no I headlights. assume they must be using everyone else's as they're, they're trying to save well, fuck. You, you know, it's funny you side. say that. It's um, because um, today's cars, especially LED cars, the daytime running lights, which most every car has today, you know, unless it's from the 60s, most every car today on the road has daytime yeah, running lights. they turn on for you. And they're, they're already on. So sometimes they're so bright that you don't think that you're – that you, you think you, – Right. You think you, yours are on. You, you don't think, even know if they're on or off. Right. Because right. we have lighted streets right. and there's a lot of lights around us. You don't even know yours are, are not on until you get more remote and you realize, hey, it's dark outside. Or – right. Once again, let's throw in another caveat. 
the guy distracting you from driving because he thinks he's responsible for letting you know that you have no license. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. That guy, right? Yeah, that guy. He's waving his arms <laughs> yeah. and saying, going, hey, you know, your turn signals don't work. And you're like, what? And of course, you're like, okay. Uh, that, that's, I don't remember cutting that guy off, so let me not make eye Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and if, you know, I have a little Jeep that I drive, and it doesn't turn on automatically. So when you get into it, you have to physically turn them on. But I can tell you that if it's dusk, if if I'm not really paying attention, if I don't met consciously turn the, turn on the you're the in the lights. garage at home, with, you're like, oh, I had no lights. <laughs> I had no lights. No, and, and, and it happens. You jump out of the car, you jump back in, and you're and very accustomed to the thing, the lights turning on automatically, and it doesn't turn on. You have to physically turn them on. Oh, by the way, you drive two different types of vehicle. Your wife drives a vehicle. You drive a vehicle. This happens in your family. You know, and and you have to t- to turn your lights on. You have to rotate them clockwise. Well, my wife hates it because I'll get in her car and I'll turn them off. You'll turn them and, off. And, and not realizing that, that you they, turn them that, off. That I turn them off. Right. And she's like. Because ah. yours turned clockwise right. and hers turned <laughs> counterclockwise. Right. Did I turn it on or did I turn it off or. Yeah, exactly. So, so that w- so now you have this battle of of why'd you turn my lights off? Because, well, there you go. Yeah, don't so, borrow my car anymore. Don't borrow my car. Yeah. But, but I help insure it and put. No. Yeah, that's if you can't. And that's your responsibility. Wrong, right? There you go. So, <laughs> so uh, okay. So, um, technology is really cool, right? So it, it is cool. I, I I I'm gonna make a I'm gonna admit something. I I posted on my multiple social media platforms that I that I that I use to communicate to the world uh, what Michael Cleveland is doing and my brother-in-law in Oklahoma Bob Horn um, he texted me a question that uh, I missed earlier in the show he asked me he said uh, since we're talking about towing and he's he's a he's a really good wrench turner this okay. guy is awesome he's the guy like I'll call and say hey what do you think he'll say hey I recommend this and that so he's a, he's kind of one of those uh, one of those guys I, I rely on and he, he had this question he says so on on a date on a on a daily What's the average uh, toes an operator may do? How many toes? How many toes? Not maybe the average operator or more experienced operator. Uh, well, yeah, you know, really good question. So we're talking about so towing, and we'll just hit this lightly. Towing is re, is although pretty much procedurally the same worldwide because there's tow trucks all over the world. Um, it's a very regional type of industry. So for example, if you were in Washington D.C., you might do. 25 toes a day, all going one quarter of a mile. You might be picking up cars off the road, going going a half a block. Okay, in Tucson, Arizona, you might do five toes a day and going a hundred miles because the guy's in Sierra Vista, or he's in Wilcox, or he's you know in Ajo, Arizona, or he's in Safford, or he's he needs to go from Tucson to Phoenix. So it's it's all about it's it's all about um, what the distance you're going to go. For, so how many toes you can get done okay. in a day? So if if you're trying to if and it's really challenging because some toes take us all day. I mean I've been to Flagstaff and back, go up to Flagstaff, right. come home. You know, you know that's a that's a full day job and you're done. You know, but on the other hand, you know you can drive around town and you can do five jobs, ten jobs in town. Some guys can do you know depending if they're only going a block or two can knock out you know fifteen jobs. That's a lot. Even that's a lot for for an operator. But still, depends on what what your customer base is. So, it, does time of year play a, have an impact on on the volume of toes? Oh yes, okay. yeah, yeah. So summertime's super busy because everybody breaks down and they're already super heated. Not just the cars, but the people too. Absolutely. <laughs> and wintertime, not so much. Cars are the strain on cars on cooling systems, uh, engines, tires is significantly reduced 
in Arizona. Now, if we live in Missouri, where it's 12 degrees and snowing right now, I don't know, it probably is. I just use that because it's, I know it's, it's cold. about that time of year. It's cold. Right. It's cold up there. Bone chilling cold. It's bone chilling cold, chilling yeah. Cold. You know, we're, 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 we're it, we got up and it was this morning and it was 65 degrees and we're putting on a coat. I, I have a sweater on this morning. <laughs> I have my coat with me. And they go, yeah, we're going to go walk out of this studio <laughs> and it's going to be, we're going to take my, take my coat off, right? They get up, you know, and it's 12 degrees below zero. There's snow flurries everywhere, you know, and. And they're trying to uh, uh, go do jobs. Well, the extreme cold has the same effect as the extreme hot. So, you know, batteries take a hit in, in extreme cold. Uh, a weak battery can fail because it gets, just gets so cold. Um, I, um, uh, tires. Tires lose pressure just because of the extreme cold. Engine oils um, are – viscosities go very high. Um, fuel – Without without um, the proper because fuel is different in the cold areas versus warm areas because it will because our air, fuel will coagulate in the cold because it it just won't work versus theirs will evaporate because it's because it's too hot so all of those things come into play so environment environmentally definitely changes the way um, a vehicle reacts and even though we are very accustomed to walking out. Getting in the car, firing it up, it starts up. We in, in five seconds we leave. We don't even let. Used to be you had to pump the gas, set the choke, let it warm up for two minutes to where it got to where uh, okay. it would run. I, I grew up in Oklahoma. You went out thirty minutes before you're going to leave, 30 and minutes. you left it running. You left right? it running. You, you went out there, and hopefully nobody came and borrowed it. <laughs> you, you went out. So my first car, you went out and you and you pumped the gas, and hope and it would crank. You know, not just once, but you know, for like thirty seconds. Finally, she'd kick off, and then you spend you know the next. Ten minutes feathering the gas, trying to keep it running, you know, to where it, right. to where it gets warmed up enough to run, you know. So we're, back in the day of the carburetor, back in the day of the carburetor, carburetor, yes. carburetor, and you know, and and limited electronic ignitions or points, you know, that the and coils that that were bolted on the he, firewall. He made a statement one day we were talking. He go, ah, it's, it's probably it's an older car. He goes, probably got bad points. I'm like, yeah, bad points, <laughs> <laughs> bad points, yeah, yeah, that's the problem. Points, yeah, bad points. What point? What? It <laughs> just walk yeah, off and go, yeah, just bad points. Is that on the tire? <laughs> bad points on the tire? Bad points. Yeah. yeah. It's, what point is it? Common problem in that bottle. Is, is that a Microsoft <laughs> issue? Bad points? Was it on a, We were on a chart here? So which point was bad? Was it the first point or the second one? The PowerPoint. <laughs> the PowerPoint. The PowerPoint. Right, right, right yeah. Right. But, you know, uh, weather, extreme weather has, has tremendous changes in, in uh, a vehicle performance. Like okay. I said, cold weather. And not that Arizona has tons of cold weather, but... You know, it gets it gets chilly for us, and sometimes it, it gets um, it gets you know snow. We get an occasional snow, or um, which, which leads into a a, a, top, a topic that you and Jerry often talk about, and you talk about the different uh, supporters of the show that uh, can assist us with this. We talk about uh, proper preventative vehicle maintenance. PPVM. PPVM. I just made that wow. up just right wow. there. That's, that's, that's your trademark. That. That's yeah. it. Yeah, Pro- that's... Proper equipment or Pro- proper vehicle. Proper. Preventative maintenance. Right. I, I just forgot. You, you forgot. I did. Uh, I got a million things running through my mind. I get so excited. Your, your acronym just got, got, code, got, got trademarked. Somebody sucked it up. Somebody sucked it up. So um, right now we've seen a significant change in the weather at night. Okay. Uh, yeah. And one of the things that when, when our family moved out here we, with one winter, uh, we started noticing that people were leaving their hoods up and there were lights under the car. We are like, okay, what kind of zombie apocalypse thing's going on here? <laughs> the hood's up and there's a light in there. Maybe you saw strobe lights or motion sensor lights. So 
what should what should some of our, what what should our listeners be doing now that the temperature's changing, the nights are cooler, the mornings are colder? What should what should we be doing? We need to take the shop car down to the shop, and they're going to do what for us as it prepares for the winter. So if, if you're going to prepare for winter, it's cooling system. Cooling system is always a real critical cooling system in the summertime because it gets hot. Cooling system in the wintertime um, because it gets cold. So you want to make sure your cooling system is up to snuff. If it hasn't been maintained, you need to you need to get the coolant flushed. Um, the most of them just do what's called a coolant exchange. So. Um, they'll just they'll just change ex- fluid for a fluid. They'll take out the old and put in new. Now is that free? Since I'm exchanging fluid for fluid, I can just run it over down to find well, no, it, 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 no, it's not. Like you, oh, it's I not like you. Oh, okay. It's not like okay. I give you two fives and you give me a ten. Oh, okay. it, does, yeah, right. it doesn't work that way. Yeah, no. It's not. It's not exactly free, but. It could be less expensive if you didn't do it. <laughs> I knew there was a category. <laughs> so, yeah. So, if you don't do it, it could be a whole lot more expensive in, uh, in breakdowns that occur. Okay. Because if you have preventative maintenance versus breakdown maintenance, and Jerry talks about this all the time, too. So, um, if, you're, if you maintain that you know, and get, get, keep the cooling system in, in check, you have a lot less issues. Because okay. it is highly corrosive. Um, the, the water actually builds. You see the, the corrosion that exists in it. Um, actually in, in, uh, there's, um, actually in big trucks, there's, you have to worry about, um, uh, electrolysis and yet it happens in cars too with dissimilar metals like aluminum against steel. Um, but in big trucks, there's, they, it creates electrolysis and I, I never knew this until I started working on them, but the, the water actually becomes electrified and then charged, charged. Yeah. And then it starts, it starts arcing so to speak, like yeah. static, and it starts it starts drilling holes in the side of the block or inside wow. of the cylinder. Okay. And now you have a leak. Now you have a coolant leak. Now you're rebuilding that's the motor. That's kind of a bad deal. Well, yeah, I because... I imagine that that's probably detrimental to the performance of the engine. Um, yeah, so now you have a coolant leak. You have coolant in your in your oil. So it used to be, you know, that it wasn't too bad. You could get away with it. But today, an, a rebuild on a semi-truck is about $25,000. That's three zeros after the twenty-five. Tw- right? Yeah, at minimum. Okay. Some some of them are more, depending on what you have to do, and it's because of the complexity of, of the of the engine, um, the tolerances, all everything you get to go through to change it. In a car, it's not quite so expensive, but it's still it's still very cost prohibitive. So okay, so you spend you're going to spend two hundred fifty dollars or three hundred dollars or whatever the number is to get the cooling system maintained. So you could do that. At, let's say you could do that twenty times. Twenty. If you did that twenty times, right? That's five thousand wow. dollars, right? Two, let's say two fifty right. times twenty is five thousand dollars. If you did it every tw- every two years, that's forty years. What's the likelihood you're going to keep your car forty right. years? Well, there's some that have lasted. Right. There are some classics out there. Some there. classics. Yeah, there's but some for classics. the for the most part, you the odds of you keeping your car. Tw- Forty years. Down, it's right. pretty pretty. What would low. you say the average average length of time now? Uh, the, well, it's, it's a lot more. Well, but you know now because because okay. you can't buy a new right. car. Well, you can't. So okay. Um, I I did want to touch on one more thing uh, on on this segment of the PPVM. Uh, is there anything else? Do I need do transmissions need to be flushed in because of the weather? What? Or am I you know transmissions are, are pretty good. Fluids you know, or anything like that. Okay. Brake fluid. Brake. Fluid. You know, brake fluid, and and this is particularly bad in the, in the Midwest or where it gets really cold. So I was actually I read an article on this um, a little while ago, and they, they were discussing about brake fluid freezing. Does it? I thought brake fluid was 
it, it would seem like it would be impossible. It's not that's as thin as water. Right? That's, it's that's, that's what I thought, Kostkowski, too. Right? But you, you, okay, like, so tell me a little bit about, about this article. I was like, break for freezing. You know, so if you if you live in, in, in some place like Missouri where it's, you know, it's it's you know, where it's going to get 25 degrees, you know, out there or zero. And maybe it's not today, but it's going to. It's going to get zero. Um, and what happens is um, is that brake fluid absorbs moisture out of the air. Okay. So what happens is is the, the moisture in the brake fluid freezes. So now you have a blockage in your line, and your brakes won't work. It's probably a bad thing. It's a really bad thing. Or your, or your master cylinder is locked up. So it's a, it's a really, really bad thing. And I, it didn't even occur to me until somebody said, oh, yeah, common flushing of brake fluid is, is necessary because it will freeze up. And because of just the just the dynamics of the fluid itself absorbing water out of the air, just out of the air, and of course in Arizona, what's our humidity today? Four percent, five percent. You know, in the summertime it's one percent. You know, in the monsoons it's 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 forty percent for three months, right? But in some in other parts of the country, it's forty percent or fifty percent or sixty percent all the time. And then and then when in heavy rain seasons, it's it's eighty percent. So now you have this 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 fluid that absorbs moisture by by its design and it's living in 80% humidity it's going to get saturated right away so the like so in in very cold areas the likelihood of it freezing is really high and i was like wow i that hadn't even occurred to me i flush brake fluid um brake systems because they get dirty that they get they get brake dust in them road dust and and they just like magnets they they accumulate the, the the uh, the particles and just it, like it, it and it, it probably impacts the performance exactly okay. and just like just like engine oil will will it will catch the dirt you know so the keep the dirt out of your out of your system as well as lubricate but it, it actually absorb it, gra- it brings the dirt in you know so that the dirt isn't in your engine you know it it, ca- it capsules it um so but yeah so when I was looking at it I was like wow brake fluid and you know doing a brake fluid exchange is is a can be a pretty tall order with with uh, anti-lock brakes, you know. Um, now parking electric parking brakes or hydraulic parking brakes. There's a lot that goes into that. So you just, if you don't know what you're doing, you can just crack open a bleeder and thinking, oh, I'll just let it drain out. Right. All of a sudden, now you have a bunch of air in your lines, and you're now you have no brakes. So, so when, when, uh, hence the the phrase when someone says, "I'm gonna bleed the brake line." No, I'm gonna bleed the brake line. Yeah, yeah. If you just, okay. yeah. So I mean, sometimes there are people that have machines, and sometimes it takes two people, but. So there's there are specific procedures about doing this type of function that if you don't know you're gonna you could cause yourself you know a fading a a, a less than perfect brake system, which I guarantee you, you do not want. So um, and and if you do any brake work for at all on anything for any reason before you get in the car and drive away, put your foot on the brake. Step on it like ten times. If it goes to the floor, if it goes is that to the floor, issue? that's a problem. That's a bad, yes, bad, stop, okay. <laughs> stop right. right there. Do not go anywhere. Yeah. Stop, because <laughs> I, I, you so know, no resistance is a bad thing. No resistance. Yeah, because you know, think. I don't know if anybody ever tries this, but if you're on a on a on a road or in a parking lot and and you and you drive your car, you accelerate. Say you're in a parking lot, an open parking lot, and it's big and it's huge, and there's nobody around, and you accelerate your car to five miles an hour, and now try to figure out how to stop without using your brakes. Well, most of us used to just pull up on the emergency brake, right? Well, yeah, but now it's electric. Well, now it's electric. Now it's I'm electric. I'm going to punt. I'll defer. Right. Yeah, I'll defer to the second half. I'll defer. To, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now you're going to punt into the end zone. Well, you're going to punt right yeah, into yeah. The, into a yeah, into a, a wall. wall. <laughs> so it, it's like these videos that uh, you know uh, that you'll see the kid jump out of the car to do some TikTok 
video, right? And jump out of the car. They, yeah, I'll have to show you. But they jump uh, out, and he's walking beside the car. Well, hold, and there's hold some music. Bit. Yeah, there's, hang hang out, so, there's music <laughs> playing on the side, and he's jumped out, and he's closed the door, and the door locks. <laughs> Are you kidding I'm me? I'm dead serious. And, wow. And so this is like a trend that was going on where I, I – I've never tried it. I, I, I guess that's what the youth of today are doing. They're they, they, they're looking for something exciting to do, so they they get in the car and it's creeping five miles an hour. Probably don't realize that there's a small decline. Guy jumps. It was a BMW. There's one on video right now. He's, he jumps out of a BMW and he can't get it unlocked. Of course, the video stops because I'm sure the only thing that stopped it was probably the wall at the end of the street, right? Wow. So so yeah, I'm sorry, Jim. I, no, I I, 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 just... I digress. The, it's we're in the second half of the show. <laughs> so so a guy, a guy jumps. Intentionally, you, you, man. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I never hear you and Jerry talk about the TikTok age. <laughs> you're, you're right. We don't. I'm not. I don't really look at TikTok at all, um, ever. And I'm sure Jerry probably doesn't either. Maybe he does, and maybe it's dog stuff. Jerry's probably like, oh, good, whatever I does. But you know, it's inherently dangerous to exit a moving I, vehicle. I think so. I, I mean, definitely don't want one of my daughters jumping out of the car and <laughs> dancing around while the car moves at any speed. I don't want to jump out you know, of the car at, least, at all. At least the smart guy would have rolled the window down. He would have rolled the window down because it wouldn't look as cool. It wouldn't look as cool. Yeah, because the windows are tinted well, and the car looks really good. Well, so, you know, um, the reason why that occurred is because most cars today, <laughs> the doors will lock <laughs> right. upon motion. You know, ah, you know, really? duh. So. Ah. So as you're doing, you know, I can, I'm man, sorry. I just, no, I mean, you, I, I have totally don't thrown a monkey exit, wrench into this Do show. not exit your vehicle while it's in motion. <laughs> I mean, I forget about the car that, that just, that's going to get destroyed. For producer Rob is just saying, oh my God, I, he knows what I'm talking about. He feels me. He feels me. For, forget about the fact that your car is going to be rolling and something's going to stop it. And it's probably not. And it's not you. And it's, it's not, not you. Because you, you're you. on the outside yeah. of the vehicle. And you don't have a remote control to hit the braking <laughs> system right and and although although humorous you know it it brings up an inherently dangerous point you know if the car accelerated and took off where would it go we have autonomous vehicles we have autonomous vehicles yeah um just i can't even imagine trying to i have a tough time just getting out of the car because you know i'm not as flexible as exactly imagine tearing your knee up (laughs) imagine tearing up your acl because you jumped out of a moving car um, we don't can as they, as it stated earlier that we don't condone or, no. or want anyone going out trying these things. Oh my gosh, but, no! Uh, yeah, well, a different generation. That's a different generation. Right? We, we used to call it like we I don't know we ghost. Did you ever ghost ride your bike where you jumped off your bike and you know because you'd watch Fall Guy and he did it and you want to fall and be a stunt. I'm showing I, my I, age. I I I'm I, sorry, I, I looked at the Fall Guy. The <laughs> only thing I ever did on a bike was I would I would I could um I could. While still holding the handlebars, because I, I, I mean, I could drive it without holding handlebars, but I would, I would knee up on it. So I'd knee up on the on the seat. I put my knees up on the seat. You're crazy. And and hold it. Yeah. You're crazy. And do it I that way. doing wheelies. Well, I do. Wheelies. I can do wheelies all day. Long. And of course, you always wanted to jump your bike. Oh, of course, yeah, yes. Jumping. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, okay. So so back to the PPVM, right? <laughs> proper, yeah. proper. Proper vehicle maintenance. Proper vehicle maintenance. Do not exit vehicle. Preventative. Motion. Preventive, proper, proper preventive, preventive maintenance, vehicle right. maintenance. So, so we, we talk a little bit about the cooling system. 
We talk a little bit about transmission, brakes, things like that. So it's a great time right now to get your, shop, your car into one of the shops that, uh, that partner with us uh, to get your car and get it checked out before winter hits because we know that uh, we, we can either have mild winters here or you know who knows what we may get this year. And it may get cooler than we expected. Um, I, I feel like just in the last couple of weeks that we went from 90 degrees and it was just like somebody just turned the knob. And here we are at this beautiful the, – the best reasons why we live in Tucson is from now till next May. Right. Correct. Perfect weather. Perfect that, weather. That's Beautiful Arizona. Sky. That's how it works. That's how, that's how it works. <laughs> it right? goes from hot. <laughs> what a great slogan. There's, hey, it's just Arizona. Uh, that's just how it works. That's how it works. <laughs> there is no autumn. It there just goes no hot, autumn. hot, hot, no. cold. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, so um, we also talked about, you know, I do have a, a, a young driver at home, and we talked about what, what are some of the items that every driver should make sure they have in the vehicle. Even if it's a short distance trip, let's, we'll, we'll start short distance. Short right? distance. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm here in the community. I'm driving around using a car for just normal things, uh, what items do you recommend making sure you always have in the trunk of your vehicle? Or with you in the, or in with the, you, or with you in the car. Yeah, yeah. so um, if you're just, you know, well, you should always have water with you. You don't know where you're going to get always stuck. Always forget that, right? Yeah. Water. Water. Yeah. yeah, you should always have water with you. Now, and I get it. So storing water in a car is permanently is probably not a great idea. So you need to rotate your stock. And the reason why is because water in a vehicle, it could you could you it could get ruptured. Um, laying in the sun, it can um, the sun can corrode it. It can it can heat up the bottle, and the bottle can contaminate the water. So you should, but you should always have water with you. Um, so maybe a gallon jug of water in the truck. Yeah, I, I mean, and a gallon jug of water is, it has a couple purposes. One, you can use it. Two, you can put it in your if you have a radiator leak, you right. can put it in your radiator. Okay. So, so there's nothing wrong with that, you know. Um, and if you in lieu of permanently storing it, you know, check your water, change your water, like like anything. I know this sounds crazy, but that's it's it's important. Plus, it gives you the chance to make sure that your water's still there because maybe you used it, you know, for whatever reason, you know, and you you washed your hands. I right. don't know, yeah. and and then you, and you didn't put it back, so you want to make sure you do that. Um, a flashlight is a good idea. Um, I know everybody's got them on their cell phones. You know, every, you know, and they don't work when they, you're outside the road. You need to change the tire. Well, that can small. It yeah, can be I, really I, challenging. I mean, it's I've better been than there. it's better than nothing. You're right. But but a flashlight. But think about this: you're if you're on the side of the road, you want to be using your phone or your communication device for communicating to somebody. Burning the battery power up for the for the for the flashlight's not the best idea. I mean, obviously you can plug it in, and providing your car's not the battery's not dead. But still, if you have a flashlight, you know it's. If I broke my $3 flashlight, it'd be better than breaking my phone. Your $900 flashlight. My $900. That's also a camera. My $900, <laughs> yeah, that, that I could TikTok the video of me. Yeah, you you know. jumping out of the car. Yeah, <laughs> jumping out of the car. Yeah, and so, you know, and then you should have, you know, you should make sure that you have, if your car is able, you should make sure you have a good spare tire and a jack and a jack and, uh, and a lug wrench, you know, that fit it. And, and even if you don't know how to use the stuff, at least it's available because there are a lot of times when people will – Stop to assist. For example, the Highway Patrol has the road safety guys. Um, they can stop and assist you. Law enforcement stops and assists. Even if you call for a tow, you know, in the, and you have the, your equipment, at least that even that guy can use um, your equipment. So right. you, you've got the right stuff. Because not having the right stuff, particularly a wheel lock, you know, if you've got eight, you know, if you got the car with with five wheel locks on it and no key, well, you're There's not getting your tire. Off. Right. There's nothing it's you can do. It's getting towed to the shop. It's getting towed. It's getting towed. Or, or, yeah, you're getting towed. You're not changing the tire. Even if you have all the great tire and everything, if you don't have the key, you are in there's trouble. There's nothing that an operator can do. There's nothing. There's it, nothing. It, it needs to – we need to have the key. Because there's about – like a key to your car, 
There's a thousand different ones. There's a million different lo- wheel lock keys. It's why you have a key. For <laughs> it's why you have a key, right. Right. right? Yeah, it's because there's. I mean, they do are they do repeat themselves, but but there are tons of different keys, and the likelihood of somebody having a key that fits your car is pretty slim. It's just like a key that would fit your ignition. You know, today it's a program fob, but you know, a key for the wheel lock is really really important. Um, if you don't have one, I know it'll rattle around in your glove box, and you'll be like, ah, oh, I hate that thing. So. Yeah, until you need it. Until you need it. You, you know, it. if you don't, if you yeah, if you don't want it rattling around in your glove box, wrap it up in some bubble wrap or something. Yeah. You know, okay. and uh, we always talk about uh, jumper cables. You know, jumper cables. But, but but now that's even becoming more difficult. You know, I I know that sometimes when we're what I've experienced is that the port on the under the hood won't power up your car. Now you got to go on. There's a maze of batteries under the back seat. It's in the trunk, and then God forbid, you don't have power to get into the trunk. So I, I think one of the most important things that you said <laughs> is, is go and re, yeah go and refamiliarize yourself with your vehicle, especially today as the weather's changing and you may need those resources. Know where your jack is, you know, make sure you have water. Put a spare set of jumper cables in the vehicle. Um, we talked about a first aid kit. Make sure you got a first aid kit, um, and then a pro- proper lighting source other than your cell phone. Right, right. Okay. And you know, you, you t- talk about the, the the jumper cables. That's really interesting. You know, there there people sell jumper cables all over the place. You know, and they're they're they can be very cheap. They can be very expensive, depending on what you get. But um, if you've never installed a set, you should at least try it once Correct. Uh, before you go out there. Because sometimes you'll get to the battery when you actually find it. And, you know, maybe it's a Ford and it's tucked up in the – in almost up under the – a little Focus has got it tucked up under the in the engine compartment where you can barely see it. Or a Corvette, which is under the front fender or someplace, yeah. right? And the Dodge Intrepid's when it was in the wheel well. In the wheel well, yeah. And you got to take the whole car apart. Take the car take apart the just to find it, right, right? Yeah. And hopefully, maybe they got jumper ports up on the fender if well someplace. Lucky, right. You know, some a lot of SUVs are under the passenger seat. Yeah, the, the, the Traverse. The other day, I was messing with a, for, uh, a Chevy Traverse. It's under the rear passenger floorboard. Rear passenger floorboard. And guess what? If you don't have an Allen wrench, you can't get uh, to it. A seven millimeter uh, millimeter wrench, you're not getting in it. So, and, and that's if the power on the port under the hood isn't getting enough power to power the vehicle up, and you got to find it. Right. Or, or, or Benz, Mercedes, BMW in the trunk. In the trunk. Well, and a lot of, the, a lot of the, the muscle cars are all in the trunk. Yeah. You know, so, so now you got to open the trunk. Jim, okay, just for our listeners, some of our – what's a muscle car? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a, muscle, a muscle car is a car that's uh, um, it's, it's from days gone by. Yeah. It's an old car that, that, that was designed to exhibit – True brute horsepower strength um, in a time frame when uh, uh, that was important. It was really, really, yeah, important. Was really yeah. important. You know, go fast was 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 uh, was the uh, advertised model. Yeah. You know, so. back in the day where cubic inches meant a lot. Cubic inches, yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 the it, you know it's the um, it's the Chevy Camaros of this of the late '60s, Mustangs. the Mustangs of the '60s, the Mach ones. You know the 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 Dodges, the, the Challengers, the Cudas, yeah, the, the AMC big, big Javelins, right, yeah. the Javelins that would do wheelies. You know, Train, the, the rear ends were were always matched up. You know, you have a guy, I got a, a you know a particular rear end so that the car performs better. Rear end posi track tra- traction. Uh, I, I digress. Yeah, again. that's it. Yeah, I, everything yeah, everything yeah. was locked now up. It's, I got a front wheel drive car. <laughs> <laughs> I got an all wheel drive car. Yeah, yeah. an all wheel drive car. <laughs> Although I will tell you, the um, I was uh, Jared and I was had this discussion, and we were wondering why there was no such thing as as uh, electric uh, electric cars, electric car races. You know, and and oh, they're I, coming. I, well, they're I, coming. I, I think they're already out there. They're drag races. 
Well, there, and, and there's also some circuit races where they're electric cars. Are there? Yeah. I, I you never hear them coming. I, I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> ah, that was a good one. So I was watching the I was watching the drag races and the and the guys with the Teslas were doing nine and a half seconds. Oh, yeah. Te- Teslas are amazing Not, response. Nine and a half seconds. I, yeah. I don't know if anybody's driven a nine and a half second. That's about 180 it's miles. Scary an hour. speed. That is yeah. wickedly yeah. fast. Yeah. Even even tw- twelve seconds in our normal a normal car will do 14, 13, but twelve yeah. and eleven seconds. But, and the most impressive thing is the stability and balance of the vehicle at that speed. at a, at at one hundred eighty miles an hour. At, yeah. It, uh, the rear, it, it, I've I've watched videos of these things and they are talking about how it is perfect. It's perfect acceleration, right? You spin. There's years, no spinning. There's nothing. It just goes, and it's pretty intense. Per, per, perfect hookup. Perfect hookup. But yeah, hookup. Uh, perfect yeah, we hookup. Use terms like hookup. Back yeah, perfect in the day, hookup. Right? There is no hookup. The, the, the center of gravity is low. Just there's no yeah. there's no immediate response. Immediate response. Immediate yes, immediate response. response. Yeah. There's one thing that that throws cars, especially real high horsepower cars, is is, is the torque of the motor. It moves. It's, it gives it a, move. a rotational right. yeah. a rotational movement that yeah. that makes the car flex. That doesn't occur yeah, in those cars. In those cars like that. Yeah. You know, especially when you got four motors. Four motors. Independent motors. And yeah, Tesla. And the guy drives in off the street, goes down the yeah. thing, yeah. drives oh, you home. Want a race. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. It's Wickedly fast. That was I I was watching him. And they go, wow, and very impressive. I would consider a Tesla for that yeah. <laughs> for drag racing. So, so don't forget, we have a number of lines open at five two zero seven one nine fourteen ninety. It's Jim Mooney and Michael Cleveland this morning here on ESPN Talk Radio. Uh, we're really excited to be here. We've talked about a number of different subjects. I've actually put Jim on the spot and asked him a lot of crazy questions, and so I've got another crazy one for him. Um, your favorite car movie? My favorite car movie. Your favorite car movie, and tell me why. My favorite car movie, huh? Oh, let's have to think about this. Well, there's there are several good favorite car movies. Um, um, obviously, um, let's see. For car movies, there's Smoking the Bandit. Obviously. Always Smoky, a classic, classic, yeah. elastic, classic yeah. car movie. Um, um, oh, boy, you have to caught me off the guard on that. Um, the the Cannonball Run series was, was pretty <laughs> right. funny. I like those. Yeah. Great, that, cast. That, great cast. Yeah, great like, cast. It's like comedy show on wheels. Okay. You know, um, uh, you know, it's not a it's not a car movie, but the Blues Brothers, because they oh, yeah. trash Bellwood. so yeah. many Bellwood. cars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, um, but actually, downtown Chicago, downtown Chicago, never would be the same. But the French Connection. Wow, the, the, Fr- would, really? the, Fr- the French okay. Connection. Yeah, the French Connection, because because if you ever watch it, the original one with uh-huh. um, I wish it got um. Uh, for the two actors that were in there, but um, they they filmed that. If you read the bio, they filmed that. Just they just got in the car and just went. That was it. Just went. They didn't have no permits, no police escorts, no blocking. <laughs> they just went down the road. And because it was in the early seventies, yeah. you know. But it's that's a pretty neat movie yeah. for for cars, yeah. you know. I think we touched on another one that we both agree was really favorite is uh, Gone in sixty seconds. Gone in sixty seconds is so a good. I got one. a question for you. Okay. Okay. Gone in sixty seconds is, is a good one. Gone, gone in sixty seconds. The best car in the movie is Eleanor, right? Eleanor. Nicholas yep. Cage has got a the, la- the last, the, the final, last, the final, final car, scene, right? the, the GT500, okay. and, and he's got to jump something. And he's going to jump the car. And this he's... probably touches touches on you. <laughs> the tow truck that's conveniently parked off to the side. <laughs> the tow truck that's conveniently. Could that, could that actually happen? So, um, well, you know, that's an interesting question. So in that particular scenario, 
um, if anybody remembers the movie, he's he's evading the cops. You know, and he's yeah. flying down over the. I think it was on the. Save his brother. Got to save his brother. Got to get that last car yeah, into the container. Yeah, the the last one. The Eleanor. the nemesis. The nemesis. His nemesis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's gonna he's he's driving, and I think he's on the bridge, right? He's on the bridge. He's on the he's bridge. Sitting there, right? And, he, and he's and, and the so truck, we got the visual. Here we are. So here Eleanor. is there's a there's a wreck on the bridge, and yep. the tow truck is there. And now, mind you, that the tow truck in there was a pretty good sized tow truck, and they had the bed down at the perfect conveniently, conveniently at the forty five degree angle. No triangle. I, I can't recall if there were triangles out. The, or not. No, no triangles. <laughs> no, no car behind him. So you know, folks, you don't you don't put the tow truck down at twenty five. You know, two fit two hundred fifty feet away from the car you're trying to recover. You put unless you put, it's a Nicolas Cage. Movie. Yeah, unless it's a Nicolas Cage movie, you have to back it up close to it. So so he's gonna so he sees the thing. He's he, he, he goes up there, he sees the wreck, he turns around, and now he sees the ramp, and he's just, he's going to jump the car. Okay, so. And now remember, the car has seen some significant damage. So the car is not as pristine as it was when he got it out of the parking garage, right? Right. So here we are. It's Nicholas a little Cage, bit of damage, yeah. He's got, he's got his arch nemesis police officer and his partner behind him, and they've got him. They've got him. They've he, got he's him. locked. Yeah. Okay. He, so go. Go. So he 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 hits the he hits the gas. Now, mind you, the tow truck is set, and it's there are different <laughs> styles of tow trucks, but most tow trucks have what's called a headache rack on the front of the bed that keeps the cars from rolling off. Right. Right, and so you can put your bar on and put your chains on, but it keeps the car from rolling forward. It's actually a law. You have to have something on any flatbed vehicle that's that's connected to a truck, and with exception, even even car even U-Haul car dollies are, have it. It's there. You just don't notice it, but it meets the requirement. You can't just let the car come flying forward into the cab of the truck. It's illegal. So they remove this part, right? He's gonna jump. He's gonna jump the car over. Um, he hits it at I don't know what ninety miles an hour or something. You know, that's what the speedometer is. Right? 90, 90 miles an hour. So he hits it. Now remember, there's a there's a winch right in the middle of the bed at the top. So the car would have hit the winch. Maybe would have still cleared. Um, but he if he'd have ripped the transmission, out it would it, it, it would have crossed significant yeah. significant damage. You know, to the car, and then it probably would have tipped it enough to where it. it I, I feel like we're on an episode of MythBusters. <laughs> yeah, I know it would be interesting. We're gonna bust that. We myth. could try that one day. <laughs> I, we get an old tow truck and see what we can do. No, I, so you'd have to clear the truck, which you know he's. It's it's, you know, it's a pretty tall angle. He might get it above there, but when the car came down, it more than likely would have rolled into a well, ball yeah, I was and smashed. The suspension on that car wasn't built to take the absorb. Well, the no, it would have. The, the car would have bent. The car would have yeah. buckled in half. The car, and I think it did. Yeah. Well, no, but a, a regular car would have buckled in half. Now, the guy driving it, I don't know who would have driven it. I don't think anybody would have wanted to take that on, even even a stunt guy, because that would have been. Man, you know, that would have been hard. That would have been you'd have been you'd have been hurting after that yeah. after that trick. So that's a that it's interesting because people have that and say that and I'm like, yeah, you probably wouldn't really you wouldn't have got anywhere. You'd have been that car would have laid on the side of the ground. You'd have been laying there and they'd have walked up there and said, okay, put him in an ambulance and <laughs> take him away with handcuffs on. All I can <laughs> so, think of is that my 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 sac- what they call sacrum my sacrum would have hurt. Oh, buddy, <laughs> yeah, you you wouldn't have been walking. You'd been no. walking in a wheelchair after that. So body cast. Yeah. It's a lot. It's 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 it's, but it's fun. It's fun. I will tell you that I've had um, trucks on the side of the road, and truck, and I had I had a truck yeah, you one did share time. A story with me, yeah. yeah, the the guy was loading. It was he was on the side of the freeway. Uh, my my driver was on the side of the freeway, and he was about eight feet from the uh, uh, from the white line. So he was loading a truck. Um, he's about eight feet away. He's off. He's off. He's off. off. Nowhere near. No, nowhere right? near he's the lane. Himself space. Got to do got his lights on. 
and a semi truck comes down the road, and the guy, whatever he was doing, distracted driving, dumb driving, I don't know, fall, maybe he was falling asleep. And by the way, falling asleep while you're driving is dumb driving. Just let's get that out there. If you if you drowsy, think, dri- dri- drowsy, drowsy driving drowsy, is a bad deal. Yeah, that's yeah. dumb. That's really dumb. If the you, other DD. Yeah, the, if you if you if you have to close your eyes while you're driving, that's dumb. This is just uh, or if you. you're shocking yourself while you're driving. <laughs> yeah, waking up, yeah. That's bad. If, if you close your eyes and, and wake up with this sudden, oh my gosh, I'm, as yeah, your car's moving, that's that's really really dumb. <laughs> okay, that's worse than looking at your phone, but not much. So looking at your phone is still dumb. So anyway, so the guy's driving, the truck's driving, and he 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 veers over, just not not a, not not like he veers over, but he he just he kind of sl- slides over, probably because he was uh, asleep or you know drowsy, and he hits the side of the the tow truck, right? So he actually goes takes the wheels of the truck, the the front wheels. Oh, you showed me that. Truck. The drive right, wheels yeah. and the trailer go up the side of the tow truck bed. And then the trailer basically roll the truck and trailer he roll over. The truck sideways. Yeah, it lays over in the middle of the freeway because it's you know it's like you know when you think you can ramp put up on the ramp and drive it on two wheels. Right. Yeah, not gonna happen. Not, not gonna happen. Not happen in a semi truck. So the amount of damage. My, thankfully, my guy wasn't hurt. He was off to the side. He sees the guy. He steps back. You know, he just watches it. He just watches this yeah. whole thing. Imagine, imagine. You know, you see this coming. You know, and you're like, what the heck? And then, boom! All, all of a sudden, there it is. You know. All over in a second, but the truck was so destroyed because you're talking about eighty thousand pounds put on the side of a tow truck. It just just bent everything to pieces, ruined the truck, bent the frame, you know, did the total the whole nine yards. Now, thankfully, my guy wasn't hurt. Thankfully, the guy driving the truck wasn't hurt. Somebody didn't get their Amazon products that day because there was a bunch of <laughs> it was a bunch of Amazon Not stuff laid on the side Amazon, of the road. You're you know? just telling you what happened. <laughs> yeah, so. But uh, but yeah, it does yeah. happen if, okay. if you're if you're drowsy and and uh, not paying attention. So uh, speaking along those lines, of we were talking about the the uh, preventative maintenance, um, does the weather impact tire pressure? Should we be checking our tires? Should it be a lower pressure, or higher pressure? Um, so what do you so recommend? so tire tire pressure, yeah. So cold weather has a has the effect of making your tire pressure go lower. Yeah. Also, tires just lose air as the normal course of a okay. tire. They actually. Surprisingly, you know, I didn't know this until I got in this industry. Tires just leak air out. That's why you see some cars today filled with nitrogen. Nitrogen permeates. Yeah, I've noticed that. Usually that's the green. The, the green, green tent, uh, yeah. The green tent. Yeah, okay. so it fills, it leaks at a less rate. It's not supposed to leak, but the the theory is, is. Is nitrogen heavier or lighter than oxygen? Nitrogen is, is I think, I think it's, I think it's two up on the, two on, up the, on, the, on the table. So I think it's a little heavier. Okay. Not, not that it's for those of you keeping track of the periodic table. <laughs> nitrogen one, <laughs> oxygen zero. <laughs> well, and you know, so you, so the, as the tires get colder, they, they, the pressure goes down a little bit. Okay. Um, and you know, some so cold weather has an effect on tires themselves. You know, I, for example, the day I got up, um, and I noticed my tire had dropped ten psi overnight. Overnight. Why? Uh, because I deflated your tire. Oh, joke on because you. It was you a bad joke. It. You drove. You drove. <laughs> I drove across town. You drove across to town to deflate my tire. Yeah. So I mean, things occur because of because of weather temp- okay. weather changes and and you know and and if you think your tires are are not reading the proper pressure, you know, you're looking at your tire pressure monitoring system, your TPMS. Yeah, a lot of acronyms today. Got I got an acronym in there for you. So your your TPMS, you, it's working. Remember, that's a that's a, a mechanical device, which is. Can fail. I mean, they're pretty robust. You remember they're they're living in a in a uh, in an environment that spins, you know, 40, 50, 60 miles an hour. Impact. 
the impact, impact yeah, so the, the puck holes, yeah, yeah, yeah abrasions. Right. You know, it gets hot and cold all the time. You figure 115 degrees uh, outside, and the um, uh, the uh, the t- the inside the tire is is you know just cooking hot. So remember, if if you think it's not reading right, get out a gauge and check it. So, uh, but yeah, so yeah, check your tire pressure, make sure that they're they're fully inflated. Hey, and we got a line. We got a, hey, we, we yeah. got a call on line okay. one. Yay! <laughs> All right, go ahead. Come on, Marcos. Let's, what do we got on us today? Thanks for calling. Yes, I had a quick question. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Uh, I can't recall the last time you guys had a show where you guys talked about where I can get my transmission either drain or flush for any vehicle that has 120,000 miles. Um, I just wanted a recommendation of a, a, a service shop that can do that on older cars. So you got Not like, older car, but cars with older or more miles, I mean. Right, so you got 120,000 on what kind of car was it? Well, I have 130 on a, on a Chevy Malibu, and then on a Chevy Silverado, I have 150. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so uh, the transmission flush, transmission exchange. So the guys over at Parker, where, what side of town do you live on? East side, west side? Um, side? On 36 and Kino. 36 and Kino, okay, perfect. So Simmons is right over there on Ajo and Country Club, about you know, okay. maybe... What a mile and a half from you? Yeah, it's on Aho and Country Club. Right yeah, Aho and Country Club. Yeah, right there. They're just north of they're just north of of Aho on Country Club. So from 36th and Kino, basically 36th to Country Club, go south or hang a right, and before you hit Aho, right there on your left, you'll see them. Now they can okay. they can do the flush for you real quick. Um, they'll do the exchange. So what they do is they um, they put their little machine on there and they basically suck the old fluid out and put the new fluid in. Um, they um, and you got two Chevys, so that's you know you're running the the uh, um, the uh, Dextron fluid. Um, is it does your fluid look burnt or brown or black or anything, or is it just is you, you're just old? No, I know I know on the truck I had it done when it was at eighty thousand miles. Okay, um, good. This, good. Imp- this Impala, I, I'm pretty sure the previous owner had it done, but I just wanted to do it again before we get more miles on there. Right. No, perfect. That's a great. That's a great. That is a great tip. There's nothing that can affect your, help your transmission better than clean oil. It's just like your engine, clean oil. The oil right. that that transmission oil um, gets hot a lot, and with the and the cooling, the transmission coolers on on cars today. Is not as as good as it could be, because I can tell you that's why they, we install aftermarkets on some things. So, but perfect. That's great. Yeah, cause, sounds cool. Thank you. Yeah, because a lot of guys say like, "Oh, it's got too much miles. Don't change it. Don't do nothing. Not nah, change gonna... it. Change it." Yeah, yeah, I understand. Cool. Appreciate your time. No Have problem. a great weekend. Thank All you. Right. Thank you, you for the call. Have a great day. All right, we're coming up to the top of the hour. Uh, been um, been a great time out here. Michael, you yeah, got any parting you know, thoughts for us? I do. Uh, you know, don't forget homecomings this weekend. Got a lot of guests in town. Let's be uh, showing that uh, Tucson hospitality. Make sure that you do find a parking place. Don't park where any of those signs are because it will get towed. And also, I just want to take thank uh, uh, producer Rob for hanging out with us this morning. And Jim, I appreciate you giving me this opportunity. It's really exciting. I've, I've always wanted to be on ESPN. I wanted to be as an athlete, but if I can be as a co-host, <laughs> I'll take it. So, so you made it. I made it. You, Mama, you made, I made it. it. You made it on ESPN. <laughs> You didn't get you. You didn't get to say hi, mom. On the on, on hi, the t- mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, perfect, Michael. It's so great having you on with me today. It's a true pleasure for all of those of you out there. Remember, it is uh, homecoming week, so enjoy yourself. Um, it is super safe Saturday. Move over, slow down. Uh, 
Be safe out there. Use your jack stands, eyeglasses, and disconnect your batteries if you're working on your cars. Uh, for the rest of you out there, be safe. Have a great, safe, enjoyable weekend. Go Cats! Go Cats! God bless! <laughs>